Welcome to Outlaw Talking Trash with the Outlaw Michael Thompson and the Whispering Eagle. And today we're going to have a special guest about halfway through the show. Yeah. His name is Doug. He's Doug. a promoter for Epic Pro Wrestling, Epic correct? Epic Pro Wrestling, yeah. Yeah, and we're going to be dropping a bomb, I hear. Well, yeah, he's, he's going to be... He's got, he told me what it is, but I won't make it a surprise. I won't even a surprise for him. Well, I just want to announce to our fans, you guys, this is what it is about our show and about talking about wrestling. And Whispering Eagle, I've been telling you in the past, you guys, you want to be a guest on the show. You are you have a, a wrestling promo, promotion. You have a wrestling company you like. Maybe you're a wrestler yourself, whether you're amateur, professional. Um, maybe you just want to talk about wrestling. I don't, you know, whatever it is. We can get you done. Yeah. And you know what I I really like, too, and I want to um, mention, too, is I really appreciate you guys uh, liking us and subscribing to us. Uh, The show is growing even more, Whispering Eagle. I looked at the other day. We officially topped out over 50,000 subscribers. It was 50,700 when I checked. Uh, One of our shows was topped out at over 8,000 listeners which was pretty impressive. Yeah, since that's more than we've ever had. That's, yeah. yeah, that show. And then the next show after that topped out at 6,000. So we're usually average somewhere between like three and five. So I was, I went and I saw we gained some more group members. Even though I keep posting the group, keep asking you guys to post, keep asking you guys to talk. Okay, I just keep doing it. I'm not going to go yeah. there today. Try to stay in yeah. a positive mood. But I do want to mention I do blogs on the odds, and I usually post results uh, for the pay-per-view. I wasn't live on this pay-per-view, but I did watch it, like, on Monday, and I did post results for it. And quite interesting, WWE. I have to say this. You've got to be happy. You have to be ecstatic. You know Braun Strowman's back, right? Yeah, yeah. I knew he came back on. He came back on Monday Night yeah. Raw. I posted and, it to you. On, on, yeah. On your uh, on so I mean, you got to be ecstatic with that. Oh and hell he, yeah, that's my he boy. Just, he, they were doing the only thing is he destroyed the uh, tag team thing, so nobody really won it. Yeah. To <laughs> see who was up against the Usos, but what I liked is when he left, he said he was going to be on Friday Night SmackDown. So what I want to mention to you guys. So on Friday nights, I have been on Twitter live. I think Whispering Eagle has been on Twitter too. And even you guys can join us. I will put up after today, I will put up uh, in our group the link and stuff, what my link is and my link on Twitter. And I'll put Whispering Eagles there too. If you guys want to talk to us while we're on Twitter, I usually talk to tons of people on Friday nights. Yeah, I've been having do. a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, you do. You and, and – I get, um, I think a few of the people joined our group too. So I, I just want to say from everybody on Twitter that joins me on Friday Night SmackDown, this is becoming a pretty big thing on Friday Night SmackDown for me. Yeah. And I, I, I really enjoy talking to all the people and doing the stuff. So I appreciate you guys checking out the podcast, uh, checking out the blogs, whisp- checking out Whispering Eagle, checking out myself. I just want to say thank you for that. Um, I want to move on though and talk about their after fallout of uh, Clash at the Castle and Monday Night Raw because your guest is going to call about halfway through the show. Um, so here's the thing. There were a few things. There, there was actually only one thing at the end of the Clash that really, to me, 
solidified that Roman Reigns should not be the tribal chief. He should be cheater, cheater, Roman Reigns. Fans are absolutely getting irate that Roman Reigns is continually using his family and cheating to win matches. So what happened, you guys, at the end of the match, uh, Drew McIntyre had Claiborne Roman and who would happen to show up, his cousin, Soko Solo. Yeah. And he distracts Drew and Drew gets pinned. Um, Quite interesting also during the match uh, called this, Austin Theory came out. Tried to cash in. That was quite funny that Tyson Fury, the boxing champion, knocked his ass out. (laughs) I don't know what that was all about. I I actually thought something between Tyson Theory and Drew Drew McIntyre because um, they had been talking about a match between those two. Um, But it was quite interesting. So here's the thing. I have a blog. I haven't posted it yet. I'm going to try to have it up tonight or tomorrow. It is about Roman Reigns and his run as the tribal chief, as champion. You guys got to think about this, though. Here, here's my, I think, in the WWE's fans' problem with Roman Reigns. He has used the Usos and he has cheated on multiple, multiple occasions to retain the belts. Yes. He's had, he's had very, very few matches where he stepped in the ring himself and defended those belts. Yeah. Um, my, my issue right now is, you know, the thing about with Roman Reigns is I was a big, huge Roman Reigns fan when he was like the top dog. I was all about Roman Reigns cause he'd go and he'd talk about Brock Lesnar, how Brock, Brock, he was a champion at the time and Brock Lesnar would skip like pay-per-views. He wouldn't be on TV. It was all part-time. You and I both have discussed this multiple times. Now Roman Reigns is in that he's done everything that he complained about Brock Lesnar for. Yeah. He, he is he is part-time champ. Part-time, part-time champion. Show. He he well at least Brock Lesnar didn't do the cheating, but Yeah. Um the thing about it is here, here's what I've got to say guys. I give Triple H and Stephanie McMahon kudos, lots of kudos. I mean they're blowing the WWE up right now. I mean there is just like no way. I mean you and I We've slammed the WWE on multiple occasions. Oh, yeah, several times. And I, I'm telling you, I, I right now am praising the WWE for what it's doing on certain things. Now, Triple H bringing, like, Braun Strowman back. Huge, huge, huge yes. Um, but I think you guys are going to have to think about Roman Reigns. So this is the rumor that I heard about Roman Reigns. The next pay-per-view is October 6th. Extreme Rules, I'm already hearing that Roman Reigns is not going to be Extreme Rules. He's not going to defend his titles. Um, So that puts him out to the next pay-per-view, which I believe is the Royal Rumble, which was announced that it's going to be in Santa Fe, Texas. Now, I'm not 100% Royal sure. Royal Rumble before. Uh, Might be Saudi Arabia before that. Yeah, or, or is it, uh, or is it uh, the Thanksgiving Let me look real fast. <laughs> In the Thanksgiving one, don't they have one in November? Let me look what their pay-per-view schedule is real fast. Because I, I, I did read though, however, that his, uh, he was not that he is not scheduled to be at this extreme. Yeah. Uh, which, okay, so the thing I like, another thing I like though, is Survivor that Series is in January. He's he's like um. 
building quite a repertoire of people coming after the belt. Yeah. I want to mention this before we get too too far too, though. This is quite interesting to me. You know how the stock WWE stock was up like around seventy one, seventy two dollars. Yeah. As today, as closing the WWE stock, I'm looking at it right now, only closed at sixty six dollars and fifty four cents. Wow! So you know they're. It's kind of funny how they're doing all the right things for the fans and everything, but the stock price is plummeting for some reason. Yeah. Um, pay-per-views. Anyway, uh, what's your thoughts on Roman Reigns? I know you got some. I just think we need to – I mean, I go to all these uh, wrestling groups and, uh, and uh, Facebook, and there's people – Roman Reigns is going to win. I don't care what the haters say. They, he's going to win. I said, he's a cheater. He's going to win. He, he win. he wins fair and square. How does he win fair and square? When he when he has guys outside the ring beating up people and and sending them back in the ring for him to defeat. That ain't him wrestling. That's somebody else wrestling. You know? Well, even if, I mean... You know, we've seen this on – I'm put this in – I told you guys I'm going to release a blog tonight on this site, but part of my blog talks about this too. I mean, Roman Reigns has quite a heritage family in the WWE. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jay Bob and Jimmy Smollett. Uso are, act, are actually his cousins, yeah. along with Soko Solo. Yeah. Um, is related to him. And their, and their dad is uh, – Yokozuna. No. And, uh, or, uh, well, he is related to Yokozuna too. No, Yokozuna was a uh, – was a sumo wrestler from Japan. Yeah, but he's. I looked up the Wikipedia. He's related into the Roman Reigns family. So really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, there was. I think the guy you were talking about um, was. He used uh, to be the Tonga kid back in the day. He's related to him yeah. also. Um, I was thinking of um, Jimmy and Jay's dad. Um, can't think of his name right now. He's one of the that that thumbs people. <laughs> All right, we got assholes calling. All right, okay. Well, we're talking to the assholes calling. Hopefully, that's not your friend. Um. Anyway, we got so this is the schedule that we had just got clashed with the cash. So October eighth uh, is WWE Extreme Rules, and you're right. So November twenty sixth, a couple days after Thanksgiving, is the Survivor Series in Boston. So probably the next time we're going to see Roman Reigns, unless he defends those titles like on television, it's going to be at uh, Survivor Series. But I'm going to tell you guys something else, too. USA is really pressuring the WWE about bringing some belts back to USA. They've even gone as far as to say they want it an interim belt. That's put uh, on I USA. thought it was stupid in uh, AEW, and I think it would be stupid in WWE to take it. You know, because somebody that person fought hard for that championship, and if they get injured, then just let them give up the championship and uh, let somebody else have it until they get back. You know. <laughs> All right. I just got more assholes calling. I like your ringtone. There you go, Whispering Eagle. <laughs> That's my buddy, Dobby. Tell him if he keeps calling, he's going to be put on the, the show. Asshole calling. Asshole. <coughs> oh, 
Anyway, you guys, we're having some fun this this show. Whispering Eagles kind of got a friend that we're kind of dealing with, so sorry about that, guys. But um, anyway, some other things. Well, let's let's go back to this. So I think Triple H and Stephanie really need to consider either splitting up the belts or getting the belts off Roman Reigns. But like I said, he's building a list of people coming after him now. Braun Strowman's coming over Friday night. I'm pretty sure that he's going after yeah, him. Yeah, he's one of them. Uh, I would have wanted to get after him. Kevin Owens, yeah. uh, who defeated Austin Theory on Monday Night oh, Raw. Oh, he's in a good match. Yeah, but Austin Theory did pretty good. I, I, he did. You know what's kind of funny about Austin Theory? Here's my thought about that. I kind of think all the wrestlers and entertainers got a little pissed off about him being Vince McMahon's little buddy. And I think they're um, purposely trying to, like, not let him cash in his money in the bank. Yeah. So it'll expire in, in one year. Let yeah. him hang on to it the whole year and let it expire and never let him actually cash it in. That would be funny. <laughs> but I think he can cash it in, though. Can he cash it in on the Intercontinental or uh, IC title? He can cash it in on any, any title he wants. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, it doesn't, he doesn't really necessarily have to. Right, he could go after, like, if Bobby Lashley got his arm hurt again and he, got, he was down, he could win the title that way. Yeah. About 15 more minutes, folks, and... The vitamin D will be calling in the grow bar. And so just a few other things. Uh, we mentioned, I mentioned this the last show. So Nikki uh, Cross uh, about possibly ditching her super uh, girl she, power. And she did. She, well, she d- uh, ditched the cape and started wearing a, uh, uh, she ditched the cape and started wearing a, uh, uh, leather jacket. Yeah, and but she's still wearing the mask and that sexy skin tight outfit she wears. Yeah, and and so she might be dumping anything. So I wanted to, we're gonna kind of like jump around a little bit until your until our guest calls in. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this. This guy Freddie Prince Jr. Do you know Freddie Prince Jr. is some relationship to WWE, but he's not an AEW. For lack of leadership, says he was told backstage, atmosphere sucks in AEW. Yeah. You, you agree with that? Well, yeah, because they're everybody's after each other in the back. They want to fight for, for real, you know. And uh, just the other day, uh, one of Chris Jericho's stable members and uh, uh, one of the Blackpool uh, Society's uh, members uh had a real falling out. I mean, they had a real, they were in real tensions. Well, I heard a rumor and a speculation. I think I posted this in our group. You guys go to our group. It is Outlaw Talking Trash about wrestling. Um, I post a lot of stuff there, but I did see where my, uh, Mr. Black is considering leaving. Really? Alistair? Uh, yeah, Alistair Black is considering leaving AEW. Huh. Um, I don't know. If it's just for a short time or if it's a, a permanent change, but um, in the well, they don't use them. Oh, they do, but uh, I don't know. He's I I I, just, I I think that they need to stop stop with all the damn factions and um, just go with uh, 
with you know single singles competitors, you know, instead of factions, because it's just I'm tired of fact. I'm actually literally tired of factions after the NWO and uh, Degeneration X. All the factions suck after they after those guys. You know, they were they were awesome. Well, I think you know. the problem the AEW and, and what you've been talking about, and I don't watch AEW as much as you do, but you said primarily AEW is built completely out yeah. of factions. So when you have complete thing out of factions, it kind of makes one – it doesn't make one faction stand out like right. the NWR would have or the Generation X or any other faction that's been in the in WWE. Yeah. Um, I think – I don't know what to think of AEW at this point. I mean, we've, again, Tony Khan, I am calling you out. The outlaw Michael Tomsick, Whispering Eagle here, we're calling you out. Come on the show, we'll talk to you. But I think he's just making the same old mistakes I've been talking about. The promotions, uh, the television. uh, Lack of writers. Lack of writers, not promoting uh, people that are not ex-WWE entertainers. Um just not building his own his own what about ROH? We hardly hear about ROH anymore. Yeah, but most you know? of the wrestlers wrestle on there on that show. You know, uh like the the champion is Cesaro for the former the man formerly known as Cesaro, and he's a world cha- he's a world champion in ROH. So uh then he's been uh he's been defending his title on AEW. Yeah, and, and this is the problem. See, here, here we go, Whispering. This is this is my perfect example. We talked about this this group a while back ago. Remember, I mentioned the Wow Women of Wrestling. Well, here here's a news story about them. I'll post this in our group in a little while, but they're going to have new episodes of Wow premiering this month, and they're going to be on top ten markets. Listen to where they are going to be. They're going to be in L.A., New York, Chicago, and Philadelphia. So in New York, they're going to be on WN, WLNY Channel 55 at 11 p.m. Los Angeles on KCAL Channel 9 at 2 a.m. Chicago, WCIU or CW26 at 12 p.m. Central. Philadelphia on WPSG CW57 at 11 p.m. Dallas-Fort Worth at KTXA-TV at 1 a.m. Central. San Francisco on CW Affiliate. KBCW44 at 2.30 a.m. Pacific. Atlanta at WUPACW Affiliate, Channel 69 at 12 a.m. Eastern. Houston at KIAH, 12 a.m. Central. Washington, D.C. at WDCW, Channel 50 at 2 p.m. Eastern. And in Boston again at WSBC, uh, My Network, TV 38 at 12 a.m. Eastern. So here's this wow um you know, that's, that's relatively new. I mean, they're already getting these places. What about AEW? Yeah. ROH? This is what I'm talking about, Tony Khan. I mean, here's, I mean, this group, this is where AEW should be. Yeah. They should be like doing stuff like this. Local mm-hmm. TV stations where people can pick it up. Yes. In local areas. Yes. Yes, and uh, you know, also, well, you said wild wrestling. I also had seen an article the other day. Somebody's trying to bring back glow, uh, glow wrestling, gorgeous women, uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I did see that as well. Yeah, I, I haven't heard much part of that. Um, if you guys 
um, I never really mentioned this, and I probably should mention it more often, but I have a Pinterest. Uh, if you guys, I'll, I'll I'll put some links into my Pinterest. Yeah. Um, but I've been doing my Pinterest ever since I opened Outlaw Sports Entertainment, so it's been going for like 20 years now. But it's all sports. There's nothing but sports in there. I mean, like every kind of sport. But I, I used to uh, – I pinned stuff in there out there, and I, Glow was one of the companies I just recently pinned in there. Yeah, uh, with some of the the, and I also pinned in this Wow as well. Um, so I like to pin like certain groups and certain things that are happening in our relevant time in my Pinterest. Yeah. But if you guys ever want to look at my Pinterest, you probably find like tons and tons of photos of all kinds of sports. It's, there was another organization that. They were kind of like the ECW of female wrestling, and uh, they they got naked sometimes in the ring, you know, uh, almost naked or from almost to very close, you know. I mean, I was talking stripped down to underwear, you know. Right. And, uh, it was kind of, and I think it's kind of like WoW Wrestling, but it was uh, more like uh, – uh, women's hardcore wrestling or something like that. They would they would literally have battles out into the bar and pour beer over each other's heads and hit each other with beer beer uh, pitchers and all that stuff, you know. But uh, so I was going to mention back to what I said. Here's the the post, and I'll post this later in our group too. Malia Black reportedly receives conditional release from AEW. So he's he's no longer with AEW. Black that, is. That, that's what they're saying. Huh. and he was a good star on there. He actually they actually utilized him as well. I'm talking his, you know his his entrance and everything like that was out of this world. I mean, I, I loved his entrance, but but man, that's that's harsh. Now that that's a good wrestler. I think AEW, personally, Tony Khan, I think you're in trouble right now. Yeah. Um, it's just my personal opinion. I know, and I belong to AEW groups too. Yeah. And, and you know, and I'm not trying to pick on the AEW at all. Uh-uh. You know, the thing about it is I know AEW and WWE are different fundamentally in some ways. Yeah. And I've said this before. I don't think, I don't want to see WWE crush AEW. And I don't want to see AEW go away. In any factor, matter of fact, I would love to see AEW even grow even bigger. The problem that I see, though, is the things I'm mentioning, like the, the media thing. And you got people leaving. You got all these people complaining about AEW. You got, you know, Tony Khan. I saw in one of the groups uh, someone asked, why does Tony Khan have to come out on interview? I think he was trying to be a little bit like Vince McMahon, but I think he should not. I think he should take more of a like a role like Stephanie and, and Triple H right now where they're not really coming out to the ring. They're not being a part of it. Um, they're not interjecting that, at least right at this point. That might change pretty soon. But, yeah. um, you know, the thing about it, Tony Khan could run the company and not have to be, like, in the spotlight all the time. Right, you know? yeah. You know, he, he could he could even, like, yeah, man, he, hey, Tony Khan, what's pretty go? The outlaw Michael Thompson. Managers, managers, yeah. managers. We'll, we'll, show, we'll run the show we'll for run, you. Yeah, we'll, we'll run it for you. So anyway, speaking of that, for uh, hopefully before your your or your partner, our partner from uh, Epic Pro Wrestling calls in, Doug. Um, 
I wanted to go back to something that happened on Monday Night Raw, which I thought was completely hilarious. I loved it. I thought it was just awesome. That was the bit with Ronda Rousey and Adam Pierce. Yeah, that it made him scream like a girl. <laughs> well, here's the here's the thing. I don't know. I put a poll up on Twitter um, just out of curiosity to see what people would say, and I didn't know if that was like Adam Pierce hinting towards he wanted to leave his position. You know, he's been doing it for a while, and I give it to Adam Pierce. I mean, you you say one thing or another about Adam Pierce, but I think. Overall, he's probably done a pretty good job managing yeah. both shows. But I think what he, what they're what they're doing is they're trying to make trying to pull the uh, Eric Bischoff like uh, managers, you know, general managers. Well, stuff. the only thing is they might have pushed the you got to kind of watch like the limit. I mean, because when Adam Pierce, how can I say this? When Adam Pierce starts calling Ronda Rousey names and stuff like that. Yeah. Then it becomes kind of a – people look at that different, especially these days like with sexual harassment yeah. and discrimination in the workforce and um, with women, uh, you know, building more and more careers in the workforce. Uh-huh. I think WWE has to be a little bit careful with that. Oh, yeah. Um, they played it off, but you know what? This played right into you know a lot of people complained about Ronda Rousey and her uh, her skills on the mic and and playing like into yeah. a storyline and stuff. I felt this played right into Ronda Rousey's thing. The only thing that I would have done different if I would have been the creative team, I would have had Stephanie or McMahon come out, or Triple H come out. Probably Stephanie would have been the one. I would have had Stephanie come out during during that time when Adam was complaining and everything about him not being able to do his, you know, no one caring about him and yeah. all this stuff. I would have had Stephanie come out and say, okay, Ronda Rousey, do you think you can do Adam's job? And then have Ronda say yes. And then she'll say, okay, for next week, just one week, have Ronda run SmackDown and Raw and then tell Adam Pierce, you have to wrestle. Yeah, because he is actually a, a pro. He was a champion yeah. in the NWA. So he, what I'm saying is they do a, make Ronda Rousey the boss for yeah. one, you know, just one show. Make Adam wrestle somebody during that show because he becomes the entertainer then. Ronda yeah. Rousey becomes the, the boss boss. Yeah. I thought I think that could have been like an interesting, I mean, because, you know, it would almost been like a challenge. Okay, Ronda Rousey, you, can you do Adam Pierce's job? Yeah. You know, it'd be kind of fun. Just to see that would be you know, just like for just, a week. Yeah. yeah, just for a week. Just to see like what Ronda Rousey would do. And he know? has a wrestle on both shows. And it's not like anybody's gonna like go up but who's gonna like I mean you know I mean there are some people that obviously could probably take Ronda Rousey out as far as guys and stuff. Most of the women I probably wouldn't pass to taking Ronda Rousey out, you know, yeah. but but you know who I who who I'd have him wrestle on both shows? I'd have him <laughs> wrestle uh uh, Roman Reigns. Oh, that would be for the title. That would be funny. That would be funny. I and, and, and I would ride it where he'd win. You know, then he'd have to be general manager and world champion at the same time. You know. Yeah. See, that's, that's the problem with us. We come up with these weird, yeah. interesting, uh, you know, lines. Another announcement. Well, I'll move past that, but I, I think. We'll have to see this Friday night. Uh, if you guys, again, want to join me on SmackDown on Twitter, 
see this Friday night, how the storyline continues with Ronda Rousey. Because here's another problem I have. Braun Strowman attacks security guards on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Okay, if they don't do something to Braun Strowman, they shouldn't do something to Ronda Rousey. Right. So why are they finding and, and saying Ronda Rousey is going to be in trouble for attacking Adam Pierce when Braun Strowman attacked the yeah, security Braun as well? Braun Strowman can destroy offices. Braun Strowman can Well, that's true, but I'm just saying, you know, you can destroy you. You can't, you can't, like, you can't just tell Ronda Rousey, okay, we're right. going to find yeah, you do it's this. Not right. And then yeah. say, okay, Braun Strowman, you're just well, going to get away with well, this. Well, they knew, I guess they knew Ron, Braun Strowman was going to come out, come on there and take on security officers and stuff like that. And that's why they said, well, everything she's done isn't criminal, so we're dropping all of our, uh, all of our suspensions, you know. Maybe that's why they did that, because they knew Braun Strowman was going to, they wrote it where Braun Strowman was going to come in and devastate everybody in the ring. Well, that's another thing to shoot into Friday night, this Friday night SmackDown. It's going to be interesting when Braun Strowman, Strowman shows up. So another announcement I have, this came, uh, is I'll post this in our group as well. So Pat McPhee is going to remain with WWE, but he has taken a job uh, with ESPN. And so uh, that means, as for right now, he is not going to be commentating on SmackDown or Raw. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah, that's that's kind of a loss. I can understand why he wants to go to ESPN, but I don't know. I was on ESPN. I don't know if Pat McPhee and ESPN is going to – unless he's doing color commentating, I don't know if he's going to really – He'll have to settle down quite a bit because he has his own show too that he does and – He's kind of crazy on there, let alone be crazy on yeah, there. Yeah, ESPN, a little bit more. Uh, yeah. More kinda, you, can't, you can't, like, swear and stuff on ESPN. It's yeah, like, I don't even watch ESPN. <laughs> I watch Fox Sports Network That's, about, that's for baseball. That's about it. So before your, your friend Doug calls in here, I want to hear we have a list of five people that are listed that could potentially take Roman Reigns down. Cody Rhodes. Hits the top of it as soon as he comes back. The Rock, uh, I don't see that happening. But Drew McIntyre, um, maybe possibility. Seth Rollins, another possibility. Uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, which they have a possibility. And they didn't even list Braun Strowman. I don't even know why they didn't list Braun Strowman. But, yeah, he's, he's definitely – Getting a lot of uh, a long list of people who uh, want to come after his title. So here's another. I told you I'm gonna bounce back and forth. Uh, Bobby Fish, who officially left the AEW, also, which is kind of interesting that this is coming up. He actually is challenging CM Punk to a real fight. Who is the Bobby Fish? Oh yeah. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, I've seen something about that. I heard also that he was thinking about leaving the AEW also because they ain't using it. Yeah, he, I think he did leave. So it's kind of interesting that he is challenging. And he him. just got there. I mean, he just got into AEW not, not maybe at the beginning of the year or so. So I assume by the, the reading more of I'm, – I'm jumping back and forth to AEW and WWE – some news on uh, CM Punk also is that he's going to require surgery for the injury, and the AEW World Championship is going to be vacated. 
Huh? According to this. All right. Is it? Hello? We got it going hey, on here. Brad. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, it is my pleasure to announce my friend and professional wrestler promoter, Doug Robar. Calling me a professional wrestler that's very, very generous. Definitely more of a promoter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, super glad to be here. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing, Doug? We're good. Thank you, Hi. Doug, from the Outlaw Michael Tomsek for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, hey, thank you for having me, Mike. Really appreciate it. Uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing absolutely fantastic there, Lonnie. I'm just sitting out. I, I just got a new camper. I came out for a little bit of silence. I had six kids, so it gets a little bit loud in there sometimes. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I came out uh, and uh, just, just have a little chat with you. Yeah, well, so- we really appreciate it, and I appreciate you uh, keep posting uh, your stuff in our, our group, Outlaw Talking Trash, for Epic Pro Wrestling. Um, I, I see your posts and updates there, so I appreciate that. I've been uh, doing out to the fans and stuff like that, so I know some of them have started following Epic Pro Wrestling from that. So I, I do appreciate that. And we could uh, even, uh, in our group, if you want to invite some of uh, your wrestlers and entertainers into our group to have discussions with our fans and stuff, that would be really awesome as well. Me and him was discussing some of the wrestlers that he's that he had promoted, but, but uh, they couldn't go to the things because they were not vaxxed. So, yeah. so that was I, bad. I, I won't <laughs> get like, uh, any details or names or anything like that, but I mean, for, for me, it's somebody who runs shows in Canada. It's a, it's a real pain in the ass, right? Because before, you know, you could just sort of message somebody and, you know, God willing, they had no legal reason why they couldn't cross the border. Uh, but, you know, in most cases, if you wanted to book somebody down the States, it was a pretty simple process. Now you have to ask everybody whether or not they're vaccinated. And, uh, to be honest, it's a, it's, it's been a real pain. It's prevented me from bringing in some pretty big names. Yeah. Well, I know one, one big name and, and you got to, you got to get in the ring with him and that's a, oh, uh, uh, oh, abyss. Yeah. You got to wrestle abyss in the ring one time. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You know, that, you know, if, if that was, if that was my show, I never would have wasted an abyss booking on me. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I actually, I've, you know, I've, I've been around for a long time in, in this territory. I've worked with a lot of promotions. And I, actually, there's a, a promoter who, uh, and honestly, he's a good friend of mine. I got nothing bad to say about the guy. Uh, but uh, Chuck Martin, actually, uh, he, he was running a show in kind of close to my hometown. And I kind of took the helm on that. I was like, you know, hey, I'll, I'll do your posters and stuff for that. Let me promote the show. I wasn't really doing very much at the time. And I was like, uh, hey, so if, if I get to 500 people, you and me, we'll have a match. Because he, he did a gimmick that he, where he'd wrestle under a mask. And it was just, you know, he never lost. It was a typical promoter gimmick under a mask, right? Like he just squashed the new guys all the time. Yeah. So it was something that any, anybody could do. At the time, I think I was like, hmm? nine years from my last match at the time uh, my last real match I did a battle royal spot uh, so but I mean it was a, it was a match where anybody could do it right it was just he came out in a mask and threw you into tables and stuff and it was a you know it was a match anybody could do I wasn't worried about it and the day of the show he gets the pre-sales back and he's like I'll never forget to call he's like Dougie Robar 
you broke 500. You know what? I was like, oh, God, what? Like, not only do you got to match with me, you got to match with Abyss tonight in the tag team match. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, perspective, the last time this guy and I had done business together was the last time I had done a podcast. I went on the podcast and I buried him. And it was years since then, so I was really worried he was going to go into business for himself. And now I was even more worried maybe Abyss was going to go into business for him. <laughs> uh, so I get to the show. And they stick me with uh, the Zebra Kid, uh, who's another guy under a mask, who's actually a fucking great wrestler when he's not under that stupid mask. So they stuck me with him as a tag team, and I, and I talked to a bitch before the show, and like a mark, I went up to him, and I was like, hey, can I take the black hole slam? <laughs> and he's like, are you trained? And I was like, well, I was a little bit trained like 10 years ago. <laughs> like, no, you can't, you can't take my finish then. And so I wasn't even, I, the agreement was made. I would work with the, the Maritime Menace, because the guy had the wrestler's name under the mask. And uh, the neighbor kid would work at this the whole time. And they were never to be in the, we were never to be in the same ring, me and Abyss. And of course, the match starts. Zebra Kid and Abyss are legal in the ring. And Zebra Kid comes over and fucking tags me and jumps out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind, that was never supposed to happen. So you'll have this whole weird spot. If you watch the match back, I swear to God, it's the worst wrestling match you'll ever see. It is, I bet money it, on it. It is actually on YouTube, the, the match is. Just look under What's Doug that? Robar and Abyss, yeah. Uh, yeah, just type in Doug Robar and Abyss, and then my condolences. But yeah, there's this one part in the match where I'm trying to like... You know, I'm, I'm I'm improvising, right? So I do a run around the mat, the match. I'm like, no, not him, him. And I start pointing at the menace, and I, I sneak in behind the bus, and I give him like the fucking three most pathetic forearms to the back you'll ever <laughs> see. And I'm like, oh my god, please don't kill me! And you'll watch me stand back into a corner, and it's the most it's the most pathetic thing you'll ever see in a pro wrestling match. I swear to God, I mean, it's all for shoot, right? It's all real. Abyss looks at me and he's like, there's a live crowd, 500 people. He's like, hey, go tag him now. It's in the middle of the match. <laughs> so he stands there and watches as me with my head down goes down and fucking tags out. Uh, awful. <laughs> that sounds like a uh, heck, yeah, of, a, got, heck of an experience. Huh? I apologize. I dropped an F-bomb. Oh, okay. That's all right. That's okay. Well, Well, let me ask you a a question, Doug, for some of our fans and for you, and obviously you're a promoter for Epic Pro Wrestling. Uh, So do you – what part of Canada do you mostly promote in? Uh, Eastern Canada. So uh, I live in Nova Scotia, uh, and I I, I typically run with, you know, it's referred to as the Maritimes in Nova Scotia. Uh, New Brunswick. I haven't dabbled into Prince Edward Island yet, which is the other maritime province. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty small provinces, but, uh, you know, I mean, in Nova Scotia alone, I think we have maybe 10 wrestling promotions running right now. Uh, New Brunswick, which is, you know, three-hour drive from here, is maybe running another five or six promotions. So, I mean, we have a really good wrestling uh, community here. <laughs> Now, up when uh, people work with your promotions, about how many entertainers or wrestlers do you have in your company? Uh, well, I mean, it's independent wrestling, so 
uh, when I sit down with like my, my booker, for example, uh, great guy, by the way, Tyson Hamilton, uh, we kind of look at it like, okay, so because they, you know, like I said, we have the maritime provinces, three provinces, uh, and basically all those wrestlers are sort of accessible to us. You know, yeah, you got a couple little, like, you got a couple little promotional rivalries where, hey, you're not allowed to work for this guy, you're not allowed to work for this guy. But for the most part, it's, it's pretty much independent wrestling up here, and, and the wrestlers are allowed to work for whoever they want to. So when we're, when we're looking at our shows, we try to switch that up a little bit. I hate that, you know, we have... 10 promotions running in such a small area and every poster sort of looking the same because you have all the same faces on every poster. So we, we try to switch up our shows. We have what we call like our core eight. So we have eight people that we that we sort of focus on more than others. Uh, eight people that we try to make sure are constantly on the shows, uh, even if it means traveling them from a little bit further to get there, get here. Uh, we're, we're very much, uh, very much quality over quantity. Um, so we're, you know, uh, on, on any given show, I'd imagine we'd have, uh, you know, maybe like our core eight people plus maybe six more people who were interchangeable. You know, when WCW, uh, you know, was disbanded by Vince McMahon. He didn't take all the wrestlers, and some of the wrestlers went into indie feds. And so, you know, the the height, the the you know the like the big name wrestlers like Abyss and you know Ken Shamrock and uh, other wrestlers uh, like that. Yeah, when you're in a promotion like that, and you have a small promotion, and you don't, and you ain't making that much money at the at the door. Uh, how do you pay the bigger wrestlers uh, uh, the money that they would require? Because I, uh, I remember one of them, uh, he, he was charging $1,000 a show, you know, so uh, I was just wondering. I, mean, I, I, I can tell you right now, I mean, there are guys who wrestled six matches on WWE TV in 2008 who are charging more than $1,000 a show nowadays. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the WWE Network really it, it changed the pace, the pay rate a little bit when it was released because I remember you could get again I'm not going to get into details or anything like that but one guy in particular who's who's in the WWE Hall of Fame uh, you see him book regularly and he was you know three hundred and fifty dollars a night and when I was talking to him after the launch of the network his rate was up to three thousand so add another zero wow. You know, like wrestlers oh. like Braun Strowman, one of the reasons why Vince McMahon let him go during the, uh, you know, uh, during when it, some of the uh, the releases was because he was making three million dollars a year. You know, so uh, how how would you pay? Strowman's a big guy. Strowman's an attraction, right? Yeah. I mean, how would you Strowman's like? Somebody- if he, he might come, be worth three million dollars. Yeah, if, if he came to your organization, you'd have to pay him. Shoot, you'd have to pay him whatever you made at the door. You wouldn't you know, make I, no money. Here's the thing, right? Is um, you know, a lot of these times you see these big shows, and it's not really just one guy who's promoting the show, right? It's, it's part of like a convention, or you have a bunch of organizations that are pushing. Their sponsors are great too. I mean, if you if you get sponsors, oh yeah, yeah, that's you know, right. 
promotions and stuff um, around your areas, is there like, I guess uh, Whisper Eagle wants to touch on this space a little bit too and I know it's kind of a difficult subject to talk about financial stuff but I guess as being a promoter I'd be kind of wondering as as part as, because I talk some of the business about WWE stocks and stuff like that on the show as well to our fans yeah. so I guess um, with what Whisper Eagle is kind of getting at it's like, we already know you have to like book the stadiums and and do all that and get sponsors for that. And yeah. then, um, so you guys sell your own merchandise and stuff like that as well to make revenues as well? For us, it's still, I mean, for, for us in the Maritimes anyway, at least to some degree, it's still a currency business, right? So yeah, we're all, we're all trying to sell merch. I personally, like if I, I'm on Facebook Marketplace all the time, if I see somebody selling like all their old wrestling figures, I'm going out and I'm buying them by the lots and then I'm putting them on merch tables to make extra money, right? But that extra money, it really goes, like, that extra money is is more or less for me, it's it's extra, like, play money, right? Like, I'll take the boys out for for lunch or something like that. I usually have a deal with a restaurant in town where so much off, I take the roster out and and I use my merch money for that. Uh, But, uh, you know, I... Reading, booking stadiums and, and, and WWE size contracts and stuff like that, that's, it's not really comparable to what I, you know, to my level of promoting shows, right? Like, I, I run shows out of uh, hockey ranks. Right. I, I had, um, when I was in Florida, I was working for ESPN. I, I covered some uh, what they called amateur wrestling and MMA down there. And they did yeah. a lot of that too. Like, they would book. Um, and we have one here actually in Springfield too that that books um, like at a place called Relics here, but they would book at like smaller venues and stuff like that. That like what you're saying would hold like 500 to a thousand yeah. people, and, yeah. and you know then they'd sell I mean, the merchandise and stuff like that. And, and that we, we run we like like we'll run things like uh, you know firewalls, community centers. Uh, you know, the exhibition grounds is just a bunch of farms that have, like, stages and stuff built in them. You know, we can run a show just about anywhere. Um, you know, it, it's about, it, it, a lot of the time, it's about finding places that keep your costs down. Uh, but just to be clear, like, for me to rent, like, a venue that fits... I, I, I'm talking to one right now, for example, about a show on October 22nd. Uh, this venue would fit about... Well, my, my ring is 22 by 22. It's a WWE-sized ring. Um, and it would fit about 600 people in there with my ring. And the total cost of the venue was only $300. That's 300 Canadian dollars, right? Um, so it's pretty affordable. 
Oh, right. Yeah. And then what what is like the average uh uh ticket run for the fans for your shows? Uh since since I started Epic up now I've I've worked with like, promotions over the years and the price point has changed. But right now what I sell my tickets for is I sell first and second row, I call them ringside. So anywhere in the first two rows from the ring, uh, $25 a piece, and that's all ages. So that's children, adults, uh, seniors, anybody. $25 if you want to sit in the first two rows. Those are all sold through advanced ticketing through a couple different vendors. Uh, and they also get you in a little bit early, so you have like a, an express line essentially to get into the show, and we, we have like a VIP match for those ringside people as well. So you get a little something extra. Yes. Uh, your next price points is just your, your general admission tickets. So that's anywhere beyond the first two rows, whether that be floor seats, bleachers. You know, sometimes we run out of seats and we just stick people wherever we can stick them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, for that, it's $20 for adults. And kids under 12 are $15. Uh, that's pretty reasonable. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. yeah, that's real good. Well, here's, here in Missouri, I mean, here in my town, that we, even if we if we scheduled a fire station, they would probably charge you a hundred dollars a seat, you know. But hundred dollars, hundred dollars a seat? No, yeah, no. Well, not I'm for exaggerating. Well, the, but, w, well, the reason whispering he goes saying that's because uh, the WWE came here and yeah, we were gonna go and they were seventy dollars. Like, yeah, they were like seventy or eighty dollars a piece for each seat, and uh, it was it was pretty. But yeah. I I think the uh, other organization that I talked to is probably around the same rates. You're talking about well i wanted to, we are kind of getting towards the end of the show and whispering eagle said that you had something that you wanted to announce on the show so i'm i would give the floor to you uh for your announcement or uh it's gonna be sort of like a nothing burger now yeah i'm, I'm working on two shows one i just sort of touched base on but i wasn't able to get it all all locked in today the way i'd hoped it would but i am running a show on uh on october 22nd uh Outside of that, I don't want to announce anything else just in case something falls through at this time. Um, and starting September 30th, actually, in uh, Newcomville, Nova Scotia, uh, Epic Pro Wrestling is opening a school uh, that's being led by Narciss Saint, who's been a professional wrestler here for about 15 years, one of the, uh, one of the best wrestlers in Canada by far. Now, we do have some wrestlers and stuff here that listen to our show. Matter of fact, we had a, a guest from uh, one of the local... Uh, wrestling companies here. If someone wanted to get a hold of you and possibly wrestle with your organization, how would they do that, Doug? Probably the Facebook page is the best bet. Uh, I check it myself every day, so yeah, that would be the best way to do it. The Epic Pro Wrestling Facebook page, uh, facebook.com uh, backslash uh, Epic Pro NS. Alright. Uh, that's really awesome. So if you guys are listening to the show out there want to contact Doug, Think about maybe going up to Canada and doing some wrestling or maybe possibly join a school there. Yeah, join the school and become Hulk Hogan. Let me tell you something, brother. You know, maybe you make it to WWE sometime, you know. You I know, know, Doug. You, you know, I'm going to have to tell you this. Somehow, some way, you're going to have to get the outlaw Michael Tomsick and Whispering Eagle in a ring somehow <laughs> as a tag team or something. <laughs> But, but, but he has to have a ramp for a wheelchair because that's the only way I get up in the daggum thing now. Now, we have to make a specialty <laughs> ramp for whispering you here, but. Well, hey, guys, it's been great. Yeah. Well, yeah. I really appreciate you coming on the show, and thank you. And like I said, just keep posting in the group. 
if you do have um if you want um i think you have my email address if not it's the outlaw mtomsick at yahoo.com or you can send it to whispering eagle here um if you want to send me information when you get more confirmation about your october 22nd show just do that and i'll I'll post out like a, a news press here for you um on my web pages and stuff and then just keep posting it in the group and stuff and, and thank you for calling in today and, and taking your time to be I'm with a us. tiktoker i'll make you tiktok famous you know i might make you uh uh epic pro wrestling in nova scotia i mean nova scotia canada uh, yeah. The promoter, right, Doug Robar. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great day, one. All right. All right thank you very much, Doug. Take care of the kids. Be careful, yeah, brother. Have fun with those kids. Yeah. Don't let them drive you too crazy. <laughs> Bye-bye, brother. Well, you guys, that was Doug Robar. He is a promoter and owner of Epic Pro Wrestling in Canada. Really appreciate. Thank you, Whispering Eagle, for getting your friend to come on. Oh yeah, and uh, me and him, we we used to we used to uh, uh, we used to role play uh, wrestlers together. And my character was called uh, uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, oh shoot, he he was he was a real deal Doug Robar, and I was Morbid, and Morbid was like a evil one of the most evil people in in the in the world and i was i was thinking evil thoughts all the time at that time you know and i and i i always i put him on on you know on my role plays and me and him we had some knockdown drag out role plays on there <laughs> and it was fun oh my god but people always thought we were stupid but but well we was we was doing role plays that were hardcore you know and there were some people that said to go, I take my chain out and hit you in the head, or I pick up, I see a chain, I pick it up, you know. There, I'd say, and then Morbid takes takes uh, Doug Robar and throws him through the through the glass, you know, and and he's cut up and everything like that, <laughs> you know. It, it was fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, Doug's, Doug, I haven't met Doug, but he sounds like a fantastic guy. He's, Sounds like he's pretty crazy. I've like, never like met him, but we've, we've been good friends for a long time. Uh, it's really awesome, and it's it's um, I've been enjoying these guests that we've been having yeah. as of lately, and uh, we gotta we got to keep working on getting some more guests for you guys. Uh, as usual, our shows are on Wednesdays, uh, posted every Wednesday night. Uh, you guys can join us live on Twitter on Friday nights. Um, we're going to try to do some more stuff uh, here pretty soon um do you want to before i close this show i i do want to start getting try to get some sponsors for our show so if you guys are out there and want to sponsor uh a lot talking trash about wrestling that'd be great uh you guys just let you guys know you get 50 000, over fifty thousand subscribers five to six thousand to listen listeners every week yeah um taco bell or pizza hut yeah, I want to mention this too because lifetime uh, of free pizza be fine with me. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people go. Uh, well, I I also blog about other stuff, but on my blog page, which is mtomsic.com, um, I was looking at stats yesterday. I was, I was just shocked that um, like every thirty days or so, I'm having like six hundred fifty to a million people come through my web pages, and yeah. uh, we're averaging like about one hundred eighty to two hundred thousand people on social media. So yeah, and if they click that, that means there's over a hundred thousand people clicking on that, you know, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, that's so. like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, mm. Tumblr, LinkedIn. I post on all these places, you guys, 
and Whispering Eagles on TikTok. So yeah. um, anyway, guys, we are at the end of the show. We'll join you next Wednesday to talk about more AEW stuff, more WWE stuff. We'll talk about WOW. We'll talk about GLOW. We'll talk about ROH. We'll talk about New Japan Wrestling. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about Epic. We'll talk about Epic Pro Wrestling. We'll talk about whoever and whatever. Just be outlaws. Because yeah, we love you and y'all have a good one. Goodbye.